0: All right, the Phillies avoided a five-game losing streak Sunday after beating the Cleveland uh, Indians. Wow, easy for me to say. The Cleveland Guardians in 10 innings. And what in the world is, like, what's going on with half of this offense, including that $300 million man, Trey Turner? tonight? Tonight is going to be absolutely something. Ring it. Welcome to Ring the Bell, a Phillips Podcast brought to you all by Manscaped. Head over to manscaped.com and use our code BASEBALL20 for 20% off plus free worldwide shipping. All right, what's going on? We have a full house here tonight, and by that I mean Dean is actually here. Uh Dean Jason, what's going on, gentlemen? I missed
1: one week and I'm finally
0: back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Come on.
0: That's funny. Um, So, yeah, welcome, Dean, everyone, to the streaming world of Ring the Bell. Um, This is super exciting. Week one, thank you guys so much who listened in and also who downloaded the show um, in podcast form. Again, let me remind people because I had questions and I said listen to the podcast and listen to the show to find out what I'm talking about. And that is um, I record this. This gets sent out everywhere, as right now, we are live on Facebook, we're live on Twitter, we're live on YouTube. Uh, So head over to YouTube and type in Ring the Bell, Phillies Podcast. It'll come right here as we're live streaming this. Same thing with Twitter and Facebook. Find me on Twitter, at ChrisDFan3. And if You You know, it's X now. Oh, it's X?
1: Yeah, they're changing the name to X. Like, at any moment, it's going to happen. Oh,
0: okay. So it's just going to be, what, X.com?
1: Sure, what, I'm, I'm sure that'll be fun when people type in x.com and <laughs> see what wait. comes off of the default trade. Oh,
0: um, so yeah, check us out. We're live streaming, but after this show is done, it I will automatically download it and then I will do the normal and set it up, uh, edit it and throw it out there in the um, the audio world. If you guys uh, for those who like to listen um, in your car or at home or whatever. But nonetheless, also, if you have a comment, if you join the crowd here, uh, the comment uh, box was very active last week. So that was a lot of fun. Join the show. Answer your opinions. Have a question. I'll get you up on the screen as long as it's family friendly, of course. Um <laughs> Unfortunately, Jason uh, had to sell his piano, so um, there will be no music <laughs> played today. Uh, so that's a shame. Um, but look, let's let's kind of dive in into this. All right. You know, th- this show isn't going to be, you know, for the faint of heart when it comes to my opinions on, on the Phillies. No, this show isn't or, or maybe it will be. Um, for the shills of this Phillies team and, you know, some of its players, because there's so many fans out there who who care more about the, the certain players on the team than, than the overall success of the Philadelphia Phillies. And that's, you know, I want to kind of go at um, some of the players here that are really hurting this team and the overall scope of what's going on here. But, you know, before I get to the Trey Turners and the Kyle Shorbers, um, you know, specifically Trey Turner. I do want to talk about the Phillies defense. You know, the Phillies currently have a fielding percentage of 986, which is below the league average. Um, they've committed 49 errors, which is below the league average, which is decent. However, MLB scoring system has been quite favorable towards the Phillies defense on at least five to ten occasions this year. What I mean by that is there have been some rolled base hits that were clearly errors, you know, see Trey Turner on Friday night. Um, they've got 838 defensive assists, which is the bottom nine in baseball. They've completed 67 double plays, which is bottom four in baseball. You know, their their RTOT is minus 11, where the league average is two. So RTOT is a total zone, total runs above average, which is a number of runs above or below uh, the team was – worth based on the number of plays made it's a pretty important defensive metric um they also own a 691 in defensive efficiency which is below league average uh basically put the phillies defense has been really bad you can have really good pitching you can have a hot offense on many nights but ultimately bad defense will sink your team in the long run and that's hurt the phillies quite a bit Uh, this season especially most recently uh, with the botch play uh, in the outfield I believe it was on Saturday which gets me to my to my next point here which is Brandon Marsh is a a horrid center fielder and I don't know when this decided to happen but you know let's just look at what happened Saturday night in Cleveland on that botched pop-up I know after the game Castellanos took on the questions about that play but the culprit is easily Brandon Marsh. Why is Castellanos taking questions about that play? Well, I mean, of course, it makes sense because most writers and media probably never really play the game beyond Little League. But notwithstanding, you know, the center fielder, Marsh, is responsible for that play. You know, yes, he had, you know, a smidge more space to cover with that play, but he's the center fielder. He is the quarterback on the field outside of the catcher. You know, if there's a play at sec at the second base bag, and it's a pop up, and Brandon Marsh comes running in and he calls for it, you know, Bryson Stott has to back away, has to move. It's a center fielder's ball. If if he calls it, you move. Same thing with a shortstop. As important as a shortstop is, if he co- if there's a ball, again near the the edge of the grass line, Brandon Marsh comes running in and he calls for it, you move. It's just the way the game is. That's how important a center fielder is. Um, it Marsh has the speed to get to most balls. He's that fast and he's that quick out there to call off Stotts, uh, uh, Stott and Casty. You know, I'm willing to bet my bank account that both Stott and Castellanos assumed Marsh was going to get there. So I, I want him to take charge to do your damn job because he's going to lose it. He i mean they've already worked on him being in one of the corner outfield spots, most likely left field. You know, mm. you know, Jason, you and I have talked about this going into last season. Marsh was brought here because of his defense, not because of his bat. What he's done now, look, this is a whole separate issue. What what Marsh has done offensively has been spectacular. Just way above and beyond anything that I expected. But I did not expect this guy to. Nearly forget how to play defense, Jay.
2: He doesn't look like he's reading the ball off the bat as well this year. And they, yeah, they made the trade because they needed somebody to finally lock down center field. Herrera wasn't the guy. So they they brought in Marsh after the Moniac really failed, which kind of stinks to the way Moniac's playing right now. But he just doesn't look like he's reading the ball well off and he doesn't seem like he takes command he's not he's not very vocal it doesn't seem like he's taking command out there this year so i'm just mm-hmm. you don't want because you expected him to be the everyday center fielder for the next four years so i know we discussed this earlier if you're moving him to one of the corner outfield spots which isn't terrible because you do need good defense out there and you're getting schwarber out um out of that field but you you really want him to lock it down it's going to be tough if you're having to move him to a corner outfield spot
0: I uh, for sure, and if you go back and watch the play, if you guys can find it on YouTube anywhere, I I don't think you can, or if you've recorded the game, Um, you know he it was looked like jogging. he was letting Stott take it. He was, it, it looked he was like jogging. Stott
2: was going to take it though. When you watched it, Stott kind of I thought Stott had it before I. But when you're just first watching it, my first reaction was Stott was catching that
0: ball. I under I get that, and I thought that right away too. But still, when you watch the play as the center fielder he gave up on that play well before stock gets in trouble. You know, the combat, you know, there's a combination to me of jogging toward the ball. Um, basically completely just not paying attention to where it is in the air. Um, and to see where Castellanos was. So the center fielder also has to pay attention. Another little fun fact here as a center fielder, you have to know where your corner outfielders are at all times. Like you have to know where they are off the bat. You know, it's, it's, a very, very difficult position to play. So, you know, I'm not take I'm not taking anything away from him there, but that's what I mean. He doesn't take charge. He, he gets very hesitant. He gets very tentative in, in, you know, um I guess, you know, what what I want to say, like, you know, 50, 50 balls, whether it's going to be, whether Turner's going to get there, stop's going to get there. Um, that to me, the whole put my hands up because it's not my play, which March did. He basically put his hands up afterwards like that's not my ball. Like that's lazy. It's lazy and it's proof of what he's become, which is a bad defender, a lazy defender. And I'm tired of this tentativeness. You cannot play center field in Major League Baseball if you're going to be tentative. You just can't do it. You, you you're, One, you're going to get yourself benched. You're going to get yourself hurt. and You're going to get other people hurt, too. So this is my issue. If you're, you know, I wish Pache wasn't hurt because he would have been taking time in center field um, away from Marsh as he was, he was beginning to do, um, you know, now, now with the fact, um, I wonder what they're going to do with the deadline maybe they'll get another kind of outfielder that can come in, but, you know, Rojas is up. So maybe they'll start giving more starts to Rojas, but, you know, with, with Harper playing first and, and uh, Kyle Schwerber still, you know, hitting. Under 190 in the DH spot now, you know Marsh is going to probably. Really <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, Cody. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, mean, bring up Cody. I mean, I don't know. I don't look. The point look. is, they've great already. Coach. Yeah, they've already. Yeah, that that would be great. That's the a great move to make is to get Cody Ballinger in here. But um, this is this is <laughs> just an issue, and I just wanted to bring that up that the Phillies defense, um. Is such a problem right now. Um,
2: well, didn't uh, expect the defense to be Cody, bad, though?
0: I didn't expect him to do this bad. You know, Turner, well, which I'll get Turner to. I mean, he had 16 errors defender. last year total. Boom's
2: not the best defender. boom has been
0: significantly better.
2: He has been better, but he's still not the greatest. You're having guys that aren't used to, you know, they've looked okay with Cody Clemens and some of those other guys at first, but you're filling in a lot at first. You have to play Castellanos and Schwarber half the year. Mm-hmm. I, I really expected... I didn't expect the best defense. Um, the one thing I'd say is I've ex- I expected JT to be a little bit better too because it does look like he's not com- throwing as well down to second base. The guys are seeming to get a little bit better, uh, steals this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the defense I expected with who we're putting out there, it's they're not great defenders.
0: No, I, I agree. I, I understand. Uh, Dean, your thoughts?
2: <clears throat> well, I- It's
1: nothing I haven't said in the past, you know? (laughs) So, I mean, you know, but I expected the defense to be a little bit better with Trey Turner. Um, You know, like you said, Chris, Marsh was brought in last year because he was supposedly a great defensive center fielder. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he made some bonehead plays last year too, but nothing catastrophic. But this year it seems like um, he's pretty much a liability out there. So, I mean, I think it's clear and obvious with this team in a playoff hunt, you know, make it a for a run sure. playoff. yeah, Go to Cody Bellinger. Um so <laughs> yeah. I, I'm a, I'm a Cody Bellinger guy, man. But, you know, we talked about it earlier and Jay was giving us crap for it because we didn't want him. But <laughs> he's, he's struggled the past three years after winning the MVP. So
0: bad. Um, yes.
1: Yeah. So, but he was always great defensively. Mm-hmm. So, uh and he's a really good first baseman too. So you could, you could, put him at first or center or one of the corner outfield. So that would short this defense immensely if you had him in the outfield.
0: I, I will say, I mean, Bryce Harper is probably the best defensive first baseman we've had in years. I mean,
1: <laughs>
0: I mean, he's been excellent. Well, he made a, a really nice plays again. So you don't even remember Tommy Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, Harper has been spectacular at first base, you know, to kind of get into something really positive real quick is, you know, he's he's showing, again, just how great of an athlete that he is, that he can just pick up a brand-new position um, like he is. And, look, to be kind of frank here, I think – and I and I heard McCarthy, Tom McCarthy, the broadcaster, mention it during the game that the Phillies should really think about first base being the long-term, you know, full-time position moving forward for Bryce Harper. Um, I agree. One – It'll extend the life of his body. That's for sure. You know, I, I, you know, there's no reason if he's this good. I'm not gonna say, you know, he's not great. He's not Freddie Freeman over there, but you know, right. or or Paul uh, Paul Goldschmidt. But you know, what he's doing, he can definitely get to that level with how hard he works at this. Uh, you know, at this game. Uh, why not just keep him there moving forward? Uh, what? Yeah, it doesn't do any. I mean, you got your first baseman locked up. And if you want to only play them three, four times a week, you can still be a DH if you go out and get another outfielder. Because like you guys already said, they have multiple guys that can play first base for a game if need be. Um, Jay, I'll ask you, you think this is something that maybe that they're thinking about for the long term? I mean, it's clear now you don't have any need for Reese Hoskins moving forward. Um,
2: Didn't we discuss that a lot this year? I think we all thought, you know, the move to DH was it. Um, Cause I guess, I think we thought Reese and, you know, all that stuff's going to happen, but if you're, you know, if he plays this half a season, well, I, I really do think it's a good idea because even like you said, if you play him three, four days a week, now you can get JT out, I think, and play him some at first too and rotate. And that makes it a little bit easier on the defense because we'll have some DHs um, or we're not having to, use him at DH and that way Castellanos and uh, Schwarber can swoop in at DH. So I think it's a great idea to move him to first instead of DH long-term because there's really no – there's no downside. You're not going to mm-hmm. get hurt at first like he does running in the – you know, being as aggressive as he is in that outfield. That's because it blues me knee out playing first. Well. Um, <laughs> the, the, well. Caveat, the
1: caveat off of what he just said, I would never put JT at first base. I'm not moving the best catcher in baseball to first base. What I do is I go and sign a good backup and let JT have some days off.
0: That's what yeah. I yeah. Yeah. Like, so that what I do with JT is I find a way to fix this designated hitter issue that they have. And he'll start being a DH in 2024. That's what I would start working on doing with JT is Wild. keep the bat there. You know, you know, when JT is on, he can hit. Uh, he's not doing it in, you know, 2023 but what? overall you get someone you get a decent backup catcher for next season and you give him more shots um you give him more shots a designated hitter so we'll see what oh, that I see goes what you mean. instead yeah. of the
1: rest day you just put him at dh gotcha, right let him hit yeah gotcha he have
0: do, yeah it doesn't have do much nah,
1: it, but it's gonna be short but what are you talking about
0: leading off next probably, year again. yeah can't wait um <clears throat> so as of today as of right now which is 8 about 850 on Sunday night. Um, The Phillies are 53 and 46. They are a half game out uh, of the third and final wild card spot. Um, Or, you know, they're basically, they're a half game out of being tied with Arizona and San Francisco for the second and third um, uh, second and third uh, wild card spots. Um, If it wasn't for the Cincinnati Reds who have won five games in a row, um, you know, the Phillies, if they could have just, if they could have taken two out of three, or you know, at, from from Cleveland, they they would be putting themselves in a really good position um, to be the top wild card team right now in the National League. But
2: well,
1: the one thing that know, got me the,
0: too th- this week, we had such an opportunity.
2: When you look at the teams, Miami, who is right there with us, went two and eight this week. San Fran, who went five and five, but they lost their last five. Arizona went two and eight lost their last four so if we win those games those are games we should be winning the issue is when we're not coming up big right now when we need to and the trade deadline's a little over a week away we're not really making that push that we saw last year at this time and it's really starting to get concerning because there's a lot more teams in that um in that play this year than there was last year
0: right agreed
2: i think um i i think Uh, I mean, we're what, seven, eight games over 500?
1: Um, yeah. I, I mean, that's better than what we thought they were going to be two months ago.
0: That's um, a good point. It's,
1: right? it's not. The, and Listen, I'm the guy who still doesn't think they're going to make the playoffs. I called that at the beginning of the season. I still don't think they're going to make the playoffs. But it's, you know, for the most part, we it's it's, it's a tough wild card race this year. And they just need to, but what will hurt them is not winning the games they need to be winning, like against Cleveland. And, but Miami's surprising us. So when you come up against a team that's 500, like Cleveland, you got to take at least two or three. Uh, But that's how it always is. That's how it always is with the Phillies, right? Yeah.
0: And it's wild because Arizona is slumping hard. They've lost four straight. They're two and eight in their last 10. San Francisco's five and five. They've lost in their last, and they've lost five in a row. Um, and you know, again, it's like the Phillies start losing at the worst possible times. You know, they came off a four game winning streak and almost lost five in a row. You know, again, if the the Phillies would have kept up just a little bit, not losing five in a row, maybe lose two of their last five, they're the top team in the wild card standings. Yes, no excuse
2: in my opinion. Uh, like the actually these games, losses were no its the last two games they they had an opportunity to win and they just ch- kind of choked they didn't play up to the moment they should have yeah. won the last two games easy
0: yeah Sure, I agree. but
1: at least yesterday you should get more than you should not lose one nothing in a major league baseball now, the way no.
0: Zach wheeler pitched game. his balls off and that offense yeah. couldn't couldn't register two runs two yeah it's just it's, it's ridiculous disgusting. to me so the big
2: question though with a week and a half left till the trade deadline it's august 1st um is there a possibility? What do you think they have to do this week to really be big players at the deadline now? Because like you said, we're all about a half a game out. Everybody's right there. What is there? Do you think either way they're buying or if they go one in five, do you think they're going to kind of just say cut their losses and not uh, really worry about this season and play more for next?
0: So if you're playing for next season then I want to blow this whole team up because you made the world series last year, there's no more yeah. playing for next season. They've played for next seasons for eighty five percent of the franchise history. So yeah. let's try let's let's try to win here um, with a payroll of you know two hundred and eighty million dollars or whatever.
1: Listen, I think they're in prime position to make a deal or two. At the Absolutely. Again, yeah. like I said, we're eight games over five hundred. You can't. You know, of course, you want to be atop the division, but you're just not going to do that with the Braves. Um, so you're in prime position to go get a Cody Bellinger, and I would not be shocked that dude to They're looking at. Um, there's yeah. a reason why Bryce is playing first, so they can put Schwarber mm-hmm. at the H because they're looking for an outfielder, and it's not going to be, uh, what's his face Conforto, you know, from the Giants.
0: Mm-hmm. It's
1: going to be a guy like a Cody Bellinger who is playing for the Cubs, who are not going to make the playoffs. Um, well, no. I, I agree with the point. Year, so, and I would trade everything you can to get him. This is it. This has to be the last year of this experiment. You can't keep like, well, maybe it'll be next year. This is it. You're in prime position to make the playoffs. Cody Bellinger, I think, puts you ahead of those other teams ahead of you. If they're, you know, obviously the rest of the team has to mm-hmm. deliver. But um let's say if you don't make the playoffs this year, it just gotta blow it up.
2: I think I still think you have to think about the future too, though, because you know you're losing, most likely losing Null after the season. The best Good. chip you have to move now <laughs> is able. Because Painter is going to mix, miss next year, so I, oh. nobody's really going to trade for him. And Ava hasn't been pitching well. He hasn't now, but you also need him really to come up next year because he's like 22, 23. Right. That's about time to bring him up. So do you, you can't really move him because you really need him for next season unless mm-hmm. – you're really not worrying about it, and you're saying let's just go all out. And then I think it puts you in worse position for the next year or two, where I still think this team has about two or three years left of prime. I don't want to get rid of some of the guys that we're going to need next season. Well, hopefully
1: no. this year.
0: So this no, is these guys go- are
1: clearly not in their prime anymore. It's clear that these guys are on the decline. So, so I'm you gonna- have to go all in this year. If you don't make the play this World Series last year, different story. You made the World Series last year. Yeah. Now, Your goal is to get it, yeah. back there again this year, yep. and if it doesn't it's, work, it's then been you blow set. It
0: up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like the 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 goal's been set. When you make the World Series lat in it last season, you, you're telling the league now, and then you go out and you get Trey Turner, you're telling okay. the league, all right, Ed we're Walker. here now, like we're here.
1: Kimbrough.
0: Yeah, and I, and a guy like Kimbrel, who, geez, who who today blew his first save in what seems like God knows how long, um the season. No, 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 I think it's been no, 17 it, appearances, right?
1: I thought they said it was this season that he just blew his first save of the season.
0: I'll have to go check. But still, that's incredible. He's he's been absolutely amazing. So I'm sure. not going to, you know, take anything away from him there. Yeah, But that, no, he's that been kinda, great for us. Yeah, that kind of goes into the main part of my show here where I'm I'm going to get a little heated. I'm going to get very angry about this.
1: It's my face my favorite version of Chris. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um look this is where I'm at now. Um, and, I, and I'm and i kind of going to go against kind of what Jay and I have talked about and what Jay does say. Um, it, it worked for Castellanos for half of the year this year so far. Post Right before the All-Star break and post-All-Star break, Casty has looked like last year's Castellanos. Trey Turner, who has a history of being a very good hitter, you know, at least between two eighty five and like three ten, is hitting um, two forty six. He's got a two ninety eight on base percentage and a three eighty five eighty seven slugging, six eighty five OPS. And then I keep hearing the words out of out of media and other people like, "Oh, it's such a confusing season. Like this is not him." Here's my my bleeping thing here. He's 30, okay? He's not 26. What if this is now Trey Turner? Maybe not 246 with a 295 on base percentage. Maybe this is around about what he is going to be. Shortstops don't just get better with age, okay? And he's already a defensive. He's a average to below average defensive shortstop how is that just going to continue to get better as he ages you know there's only one you know Derek Jeter right there's only you know one I mean A-Rod was so good for so long but those are you know generational players Trey Turner's on a generational player Hmm. so why do I have to sit here and like what Jason says sometimes well you know I look at the pattern of a player the the problem is maybe this is a new pattern. Maybe this is – maybe Castellanos is the new pattern of he's hot for a couple months and then he just reverts because, you know, he's a little older now. He's not what he was before. And big points for both of these guys, they both got paid. yeah Trey Turner – listen, if Trey Turner was hitting 275 – with a 320 on base percentage I'd be I would probably would not be on here complaining that much but your number two hitter your starting shortstop your guy that's going to be making 30 million dollars a year for the next 77 years is hitting 246 under 300 on base percentage and his defense has declined even worse than last year which was his worst season up until this point maybe this is who they are the Phillies have a roster with a couple guys that are now in their 30s, making a lot of money for a long time. And there's nobody in the system to repair this. So we're almost we're almost back in the same spot that we were from 2010 to three years ago. Two, three years ago. I'm I'm tired of of this. I'm tired of getting excited for signing stars. And then they come here and then, you know, they're 30 or they're 31. And it's like, you know, JT is going to be 33. He's clearly declining as an offensive player. <clears throat> um, so my, it, it, this is where I'm angry and it, it's going to, it leads with Trey Turner. I'm all over the place because I'm trying, I have things popping up in my head. I don't script this shit. So this is, this is what I'm, this is what happens when it comes to Trey Turner. I think we bought a hack. We bought someone who turned into an absolute hack. And I think it's because he got paid. And look, God bless the guy, man. $300 million. You have generational wealth for probably longer than how this world's going to last. So to me, I look at his body language. It's a suck-ass body language. His, His approach to the plate. I think is actually worse than what Castellanos looked like last year. Cause I think Castellanos was hurt last year for a while. Yeah. Um, but he's still now going back to what he did last season. And he's not hurt that as far as we all know, I think the Phillies have a big, big, big problem in this bubble of the next two years or so, because you're going to have a 34 year old catcher making 20, 23 million dollars. You have a going to be 32, 33 year old Shortstop making thirty million dollars. You know you have Schwarber still clogging up over twenty million. Harper's get, get um, you know Harper's now going to probably end the season with six home runs, and he's going to be making twenty eight million dollars. Wow. Um, you need you need a new pitcher because Nola's probably gone. Yeah. This is a problem. This is why I'm saying, and Dean, you're kind of right. You got to buy right now, or I mean, you get you got to do both. You got to be sellers and you got to be buyers Mm. i don't know what's going to happen in the next couple years but i think we're going to get to a point where we're gonna have a lot of older guys who cannot be moved turner can't be moved harper can't be moved castellanos i mean who's going to trade for the contract right now yeah this i mean am i overdoing this as a team that's Probably I'm assuming gonna make the playoffs, but still I think there's so many deeper problems with this franchise as it's currently constructed. If you look ahead.
1: No, I, I completely agree with you. Um the good thing about JT is he's only got two years left on his deal. Right. So in after 2025, he can stuff starting catching. I yeah, I'd be shocked if JT was still. I mean, listen, I love JT. You know, he's you know, he's one of he's, Best catcher in baseball, but um, oh man, <laughs> <Uga Thurbina. laughs> um, sorry that caught me off guard. Was not expecting Ughat Urbina comment tonight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, you know, that's something that I was really kind of had some trepidation about with Trey Turner. Like, we're just gonna rack up these decade long contracts, guys making a, a ton of money. And they're immovable contracts too. I mean, sure, you can always go to the guy and be like, "Listen, we can't. You know, we want to move you. we you know, we'll trade you anywhere you want to go." Because there, there's no real thing as a no trade clause. You know, what I mean, like you have to, you have to, you can waive your no trade clause to go somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, but I just think it was the Harper deal was fine, right? Because I think he's delivered, mm-hmm. you know, for the most part. Um, but Turner. You know, I don't want to see a guy signing a decade long contract making as much as him mm-hmm. and just be like, he's going to be crap, here contractually you know
0: I mean? until he's 42 years old.
1: Yeah. Like, he's, he's bad this year. Like, Harper has played his ass off all five yeah. years he's been here, um, minus his, his brain dead bat at bat the other night. But, um, <laughs> you know, he, he sellers, his, though. But but how much do you become sellers? No, though? You, because we're okay. we're it, we're in the playoff hunt. We're like it, effectively, we we are. You have to. They have to look at it. That they, they.
2: I still think they you can sell in the You can. You may. You may. I be think
1: Schwarber is a guy you can move. Because like the Cubs will take him. They'll be like, yeah, we suck anyway. That's I don't know, absurd. man. You know, but then, also, also, you you has, has an, an
0: infatuation with this guy.
2: You can look at moving Nola too. And then now, it getting rid of Schwerber's contract. Now you have a little bit more, or Casty's contract, because you have to move somebody. Because even though Nola's you, Nola's leaving, you're not really going to resign him. He hasn't done anything to show yeah. you. You resign him, so you can still sell. Who off do you a replace piece him to. I want to go get Julio. I want Urias. Wait, you, but, but but yeah, that's not happening. You can bring. Um, they, you can bring up. But Griff I mean, like Abel right now. from the. You can bring up if you know you're kind of selling. You can bring up Griffin Tell Abel. You what, and Yurius, you there's a say, shot you might well with Yurius.
0: If the Dodgers well want Otani, Yurius right. might be it's available.
1: And right. we can go. Well, what I'm him. saying is, right now you have to look at you have to look at that you're in the playoffs. So you have to do what you got to do to get to the World Series. You can't Agreed. trade Aaron Nola for Cody. Be- <gasps> we will say Cody Bellinger because he's <sighs> mute your mic, Jay. Jesus. Um, God, Jay. Uh, I thought I did. I thought I did. I'm not, <laughs> my, I thought I'm like <laughs> um, my bad. You don't you don't trade Aaron Nola. Listen, he sucks. I hate Aaron Nola, but you don't tra- you don't weaken your pitching staff, which is already the weakest part of your team. Yeah. For like but if in you the can mo- for the most part
2: better for the next 2 years though, I think but it's what this,
1: worth it. So you're just going to pack in this season cuz the whole you didn't yes. win the World well, Series last well, year. I'm not going to say pack in, but because you can make of your pitching
2: you can add somebody here and there. You can make minor moves like a Joe Blanton type of guy and bring him in and I still mean, get rid gonna, of those guys. Bringing bring Gibson again so he can no, just ride the
1: pine in the you playoffs? You can still
2: make a shot. You're not going to be at full strength, but you can still make a small run but still set yourself up better because I don't, this team, even I, if they make the playoffs, they're I, not mm-hmm. set up because Casty's really starting to tank. JT doesn't look good. Trey we made the World terrible. Series last year. So that's the thing. Just, these
1: guys these guys have made the world series already. So to me, Bryce like, was a different my,
2: player last season. That's right.
1: But my ex my expectations are you win the world series this year.
2: Your Anything expectations are they're not making the playoffs, Dean. so let's yes. sell. Let's, I let's don't sell think we're make and playoffs. set ourselves but up. I'm trying and I'm trying Bryce to be fully positive. healthy. I I'm agree, but positive. I think you get Bryce fully healthy, you re- kind of reset, you figure it out because Turner's not looking great this year. No. I just don't you think – and I hate being a seller and blowing things up and really not going for when we did last year. But I think getting everybody back healthy, going into next season, I know there's always injuries, so anything can happen. But I think you could set yourself up for better for next season if maybe you look at selling a little bit at the deadline this year. Not in the city of Philadelphia. <laughs> well yeah people are going to be mad no, that's I, the truth i agree though. with we you. we, we are eight
1: games over 500 and we're effectively in the playoffs you yeah. cannot be selling the farm does this feel like a, a s- world
2: series team no it didn't feel like it was it's last year.
0: it's it's built it, the thing is it's a it's built to be one
2: well, so so are the yeah. mets and so are the yankees and they're not i i
0: understand year. Um, but I, but I don't, the Yan- I don't, this is, this sounds like something like, you know, a parent would say when you're saying, well, mm-hmm. this guy did this and that, look, I don't care what the Mets are doing. I don't care what the Yankees yeah. are doing. I care about what the Phillies are doing. So just because it's not working for the Yankees and Mets, it doesn't mean it's going to, it shouldn't, it shouldn't work out for the Phillies either. Like, you know, mm-hmm. be better than that, you know, be one yeah. of the team, be like the Braves, go do it your <clears throat> own way. And the league will follow how you do it. Like the Astros did for a while.
2: You know how like, we've done it—the first to lose ten thousand games. We'll never be that. <laughs> we'll never be that team. So let's not think like we're not. We're not the Braves. What is it? You can't yeah. think like the Braves. The great quote from uh, from Moneyball, where he said, "You can't think like them. If you think mm-hmm. like them, you're going to lose to them." So let's not. I get they're to be doing fair, it the right? Way, but yeah,
1: I think the Braves and the Phillies are the only two teams with ten thousand losses. So we are the Braves. <laughs> 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 um, I I agree. I would agree with you wholeheartedly. If we weren't eight games over five hundred, making a playoff push. Play. If we were eight games under five hundred, I would totally be like blow this damn team up. Keep Harper, Stott, Boehm, and like JT. Okay, and geez. I would trade everybody else.
2: The last I would just 30 blow the up. Castellanos is batting two hundred two. Schwarber one eighty six. JT two eleven. Mm. Trey Turner two sixty five.
0: Last month, Cassie's batting one seventy five. I have
2: this on MLB.com, the Phillies. It says last 30 days he's batting 202.
0: Yeah, I have it here. 176 with a 202 and one base percentage. How many games? Uh, 22 games.
2: Okay, so this has the last 24. So that'll be why. Two different games. Okay. But even Bryce okay. Harper, you know, 277, but he's got okay. one home run. So a lot of this, this team's just not – I get it. in in a In a week, we could be a totally different podcast, rainbows and sunshines, and be buyers and be trying to go after Otani next week. It could change. Well, but so right we're not now, getting Otani. Well, mm-hmm. Who
0: do you, who are you going to trade for Otani? Uh, John middleton stake in the franchise. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it'll take to get Shohei Otani here. <laughs> like that's you know. The Baltimore Orioles, again, have like eight of the top 10 prospects in in baseball. Like, that's a team that can come right in and do whatever they want for Shohei Otani. It's probably not going to happen. I think he's still going to be a Dodger, but not, you know. So, you know, again, you look at the top two, which the, the Phillies quite possibly have the worst leadoff hitter and second, you know, two hole hitter in baseball. And you know when you look at this, and again, I, I blame this on 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 Topper, right? Kyle Schwarber, you know, right now is hitting you know what one eighty five, a three ten on base, four thirty six OPS. Um, I'm sorry, four thirty six slugging, seven forty six OPS. Turner's hitting two forty seven, a two ninety eight on base, three eighty eight slu- three eighty eight slugging, and a six eighty seven um, OPS. So I want people to please. You know, including media and some fans who because the, the because Schwarber shows up at Wawa. Like I, I need people <laughs> to please enlighten me. And I've asked this so many times. I want a baseball person. I want like a Jason Stark. Or I want somebody out there who has been part of baseball for so long. I need them to explain to me why Schwarber hitting leadoff or Schwarber allowed to swing a bat at all right now is such a good thing. I need Chicks to understand. The long ball. That's I understand. It. But uh, again, That's he funny. almost has his. Like, look, look, we talked about this the other night, Jay. Is that Schwerber has barely double the amount of RBIs that he does home runs. So it's not like he's driving in a ton of runs um, with guys in, in scoring position, right? So You're again, never the last. Get me
2: on his side. But it, at some point, we have to stop. Like, and I get it. At some point, and that's why I would felt like the first half of the season, they're not going to do anything about him. So no matter what we think about him or getting him out of that leadoff, they're never, Topper has this infatuation with batting him leadoff and having a, a one-nothing lead once a month because he hits a leadoff home run. I just don't get it. And at a certain point, like I felt in the beginning of the season, I tried not to talk about him at all in the group chat him in with my guys they're like try not to matt bash him i've tried not to talk about him because it bothers have me
0: to, though but you have, but it, have to because he's this is to every day
2: he's not going to change it and and he won't put anybody else there but and then it, i just don't you don't know what to do because our thought was stop. but even you gave me the stat stop bat and lead off is so much worse than he is in the six hole you move him in the tray i still think you with him at dh you still put him at four Because that's the best spot when you're getting that. When you're leading the league in home runs or in the top five in home runs, you should be in the four hole, not in the leadoff hole. And you you can't do anything else. You're not getting on base for people to knock you in. And the people Mm -hmm. behind you aren't hitting anyway. So put him in the four hole and let him do his damage there where those home runs are going to be much more significant than a Mm one-nothing lead. You could get two, three, four. You know, It's just ridiculous. I hate him in the leadoff spot. I hate him And
0: you look at it this way, and I want to let everybody know if you break down the splits of Kyle Schwarber, when he gets down to an 0-1 count, right? Which, you know, 75% of the time is the very first pitch. If you get down 0-1, he's hitting point 80. He's hitting 80. He's hitting under 100 when he gets to 0-1. <laughs> 0-1, Kyle Schwarber is hitting under 100. Like this is this is where we're at. When he's when he has, you know, a 1-1 count, he's hitting 333 greatest player in the history of baseball with a 1-1 count, right? 0-2 count, he's hitting 119, a 1-2 one, count, 87. <laughs> a 2-2 count, which is a pretty decent uh, count for a hitter, he's hitting 85. A full count, he's batting a whopping 115. But like it's not like he's it, 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 here it's just a big issue and this is another problem why I think Topper sucks as a manager and I've thought that forever now like he is a, a a moron when it comes to building a batting lineup okay for as long as Trey Turner has been this bad which is since game one of the regular season you have a guy in Kyle Schwarber who has over 60 walks like 64 65 walks this year means absolutely nothing because you have Trey Turner batting second, just hitting into a double play all the time. It's just an instant double play or a strikeout. So at at Jay, I'm going to go to you and I know we've talked about this before, but as we get deeper into the season, now it's after the all-star break, we're getting to the trade deadline. We're getting to the part where teams become who they are and find out if this team is a postseason type team, you know, you win. Are they going to be the kind of team, like we said, all season? You don't know who's going to show up from day to day. Are they going to win five in a row, then lose four in a row? You know, are they going to go into those stretches where they can have, you know, eight and two out of ten, seven, and three out of ten? And like, that's where they start building themselves to get towards a, a playoff berth. At what point, Jay, do you stop worrying about how much money these guys are making and make the lineup that is going to best help this team succeed offensively moving forward? Because what they've been doing now for a couple of months is not working.
2: But what is that lineup? I don't think anybody's looked good in the leadoff hole for this team. Nobody was there and played well. Um, Turner's really not doing anything. You know, the... To me, Bryce in, in the four holes, the, you know, he that's the worst situation you want because he's your guy that gets on base the most. He's right. only one over four hundred hitting. In your top three is not base. getting on. Yeah, so so him batting four like doesn't really do anything because he's not hitting for power right now. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you're if you're thinking about, you know, on a scoring runs, you know, you want to score more runs, Bryce should be leadoff. Try mm-hmm. to get Stott up there, maybe give him another shot. Marsh is hitting well you know, that, and you leave Schwarber in the four hole, I just don't see Topper making that move. I felt like a lot of people last year.
0: Did we lose, Jay?
2: Screaming. Thank okay. God. Oh. Sc- <laughs> screaming to, to change the lineup. And now that, you know, that, so I, I just don't see Topper making any drastic moves. I, I think he's going to run with his guys, and he feels like that type of manager that just runs with his guys.
0: Yeah, and look, you know, we understand that. And and why not try Brandon Marsh out at leadoff? Why not? I mean, he's got a he's hitting 2 just about 280. He's got a 360 on base percentage. I mean, he is literally like double the the offensive player of Trey Turner right now. And he's hitting at the bottom of the lineup. I mean, you got to try something because, Jay, what you basically said is, well, fuck it. We'll just keep sure at first until, you know, the end of time. Like, you got to try something. I agree with you. That's what it seems like he's doing, though.
2: But that's what Topper does. Like, I agree. I think everybody agrees with it. But that it just, Topper's not going to make a move. And it it feels like it's a wasted breath.
0: Okay. Um, It's just bothersome to me because it's still something that has to be talked about. I don't, I I don't, I don't. It because the more this happens, I mean, literally every time the Phillies come up to bat, if all I'm doing is like, well, I mean, he could hit a home run. All right. Well, he doesn't have, you know, 65. He's not hitting 37 home runs. He's not hitting, you know, 250. Like, that's the thing. I'm not I keep getting ridiculed online about, you know, what do I expect out of out of Kyle Schorber? Well, I'll tell you one thing, 15, 20 years ago, and I know I'm sounding like what are those idiot morons in the world say today, boomers or whatever, right? Those, you know. You know, a lot of back clowns day. that talk about boomers. Oh, back in your day. No, this is, you know, in the 2000s. If you were hitting 180, you're not playing that much. You might not even if be on all. the roster, if at all. Yeah. But because in Philadelphia, Kyle Schwarber hits long home runs, well, that's why I keep him in the leadoff spot. I mean, he's going to have 200 strikeouts in the leadoff position. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So why can't I just demand 240 and a 330 on-base percentage? That's all I'm asking for. I'm not asking for Ricky Henderson at the top of the order. I'm not asking for Jimmy Rollins. I'm just asking for him to be, you know, above 200. That would be really – that would be ideal.
2: Once he had He's had, he got 130 strikeouts right now. This franchise, yeah. the, the fan base, Schwarberfest, the fan base lost it for him. Once that mm-hmm. happened, he wasn't going to be bad guy again. He got yeah. some hope. Well, that was
1: it. This fan base is not to get on a rant about the fan base, but like anybody who's got a little nickname about them or schmoe yeah. or any of that crap, they eat them right up. Mm-hmm. Eat it right up. Like at anybody, like uh, people you know, people you know, a doble hair would call them doobs and. Yeah. Anything like that? Any any player that has a characteristic about it that this fan base can latch on, they and and that's what causes them to be here for too long. That's why <laughs> here for seven years. Are you kidding me? Like, yeah, it's
0: it's just it's ridiculous. Tojo. Well, all right, Tommy
1: like, Joseph was the first baseman because because his nickname was Tojo. You know. You never know, Sal Fasano
0: that? because he had a cool yeah. mustache. It's like he was a yeah, starter he, at some point. My he's God,
1: a, he's a, a legend here apparently because he had a mustache.
0: <laughs> All right, before we're going to take a quick little break, um, pay the bills for the show here, and then we're going to come back and wrap things up and discuss what's coming up uh, uh, next week. But it is July 23rd, and guess what? This upcoming week, training camp is coming for, for the NFL. So attention to all fantasy football fanatics. As draft season approaches, don't neglect the most important draft pick of all your game balls. We all know how injuries can ruin a season, so let Manscape take care of that Reggie Bush of yours with their skin safe technology. This should guarantee you have a smooth ride into the playoffs. The leaders in below the waist grooming have created a championship lineup with their performance package 4.0 and it's time for you to do the same. Join the 8 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready for kickoff by going to manscaped.com with 20% off and free shipping with our special code baseball 20 at manscaped.com inside the performance package 4.0. You'll find their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver, ball deodorant, crop reviver, toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag. Man, so much. Um, Slotted at quarterback, we have the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. This spaceship is here to guide you on a journey to trim your body, balls, and even your A gap. This fourth generation trimmer also features a cutting edge range of ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor. Ridiculous. Um, <laughs> a new multifunction on off switch that can engage a travel lock and is even waterproof. The lawnmower 4.0 also has a 4000K LED spotlight brighter than Bryce Young's Future in the End Zone. The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker, which is the ultimate flex. Watch it run through ear and nose hairs like Aaron Donald runs through your favorite quarterback. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and uses a 9000 RPM motor powered 360 degree rotary dual blade system. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which reduce, uh, helps reduce nicks, snags, and tugs in those sensitive holes. Don't forget to use the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and their Crop Reviver to help uh, your little benchwormers be on their A-game while feeling the sun's heat. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts, not one, two free gifts, to their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. So who's the commissioner now? Uh, Get 20% off and free shipping with our code Baseball20 at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping worldwide with the code Baseball20 at Manscaped.com. It's time to put the PP back in PPR and get a grip (laughs) on your pig skins this season with Manscaped. All right, welcome back. Also, head over to SeatGeek.com right now. Use our code on the bump for $20 off your very first ticket purchase. Had quite a few people do that um, this week, and I, and I found that out. So, um, really, really appreciate that. Um, so, yeah, people apparently like these ad reads. So, that's good. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, Jason apparently helps with A Gaps. So, Jason's really helping out Manscaped right now. So thanks for that, Jay. I appreciate that. Um, all right. So before we get out of here, uh, Jay, your, your thoughts overall, you know, Baltimore, we're about to have a home series here against the Baltimore Orioles. I can't believe I'm saying that in 2023, the Baltimore Orioles are just oh, a geez. damn fine baseball team. <laughs> um, so um, where are you with this team right now uh, overall? being 53 and 46, half a game out of, of, of wild card spot. Um, are you confident that, that, that's offense is going to turn things around? I know we've said this so many times this year, it's such an up and down team, but you know, every game means something now.
2: Um, I'm just not confident. You know, we were joking over the weekend, what they were just 10 games over 500. Now it's like seven again. Mm-hmm. Um, they just haven't looked good. And, and this is such a big week. Like I said, with, with uh, the trade deadline, a week and a half away, this is really just a big week. You have to, you know, you have to show up against Baltimore um, because you do have Pittsburgh who is, a, you know, you should be able to take two or three from them easy. Um, so you have to play strong against uh, Baltimore and hope you kind of get lucky and can steal two or three. Um, but I, I just, I don't see it. I'm, I'm starting to feel more like Dean and get, get a little bit more negative about, about the season. And um Kind of the lights dimming on me.
0: All right, Dean.
1: Uh, I think they'll drop two games to the Orioles.
0: Okay. I, I would. Yeah, I'm not. Um, believe that.
1: I'm not <clears throat> feeling. i feeling confident again. I'm trying to be positive because we are, you know, seven eight games over 500, and, mm-hmm. and the custom of the playoffs. But it's hard to. Bet on the Phillies to do anything positive for you. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: Baltimore is a a very well rounded ball club. Mm-hmm. So I think I think it's they're going to drop drop two games.
0: So we have the trade deadline coming up. This is the last week before the trade deadline, um, and you know we have three against um, Baltimore, and then you finish the weekend. Uh, playing the Pittsburgh Pirates it's it's pretty awful that my biggest worry of the week are the Pittsburgh Pirates not sure why i think that but this just um they're a trap, trap series <laughs> yeah it's like one of those trap series right um but yeah so where i'm at with this team right now is again it's it pisses me off but i'm i'm still in a show me stage you know i i i really really need bryce to hit for power uh, and to drive in runs That's what I need. And he did that again on Sunday, which is tremendous. You know, but again, I keep saying singles Harper as like a joke, but like it's a legitimate thing now. Like singles Harper is what we're paying 27 and a half billion for. Um, But and then we look at uh, and then, you know, I'm looking at Castellanos. I don't know what's going to happen there. Uh, And then you look at shwerber and turner is my biggest biggest focus and worry um and that's where where i'm at right now when it comes to um this roster is what's going to happen for the rest of this season with those top two i'm not worried about marsh i'm not worried about stott you know Bohm is who he is i'm not worried about that real muto we've already said i I think his offensive you know glory days are behind him so you know i think you know 245 and 250 is probably going to be where he stays um so that's that's where I'm at now. So we're let's see how this week goes. Um, I think they go three and three. I'll go with that. I don't know why I'm so positive, but you know, before the trade deadline, that's just what it looks like. It is looks like Dean dropped out, which is <laughs> fine. Um, we're at the end here anyway. But uh, all right, thank you guys very much for for hanging out with us, using the comments, asking questions. I really appreciate that. Um, again, head over to manscaped.com. You see on the bottom ticker there, baseball 20 for 20% off of free shipping. Uh, SeatGeek.com. Use our code on the bump for $20 off your very first ticket purchase. All right. I'm Chris D. Francesco. That's Jason Kent. And that was Dean Holzapple, um, <laughs> who is back as we say hey, goodbye. <laughs> yeah. All right. i, I, hope I everybody before has I
1: All right. Before I got cut go off, Chris, I just said that I agree with you with three and three.
0: Okay, cool. Awesome. Um, okay. All right, guys. Hope you have a great rest of your week. Uh, we will see you here next week, and maybe there will be some trades to talk about. Who knows, but we got a, a big week ahead of us for the Philz. Um, all right, this is the Ring the Bell Phillies podcast, and we'll catch you guys down the road. Have a great one, and as always, go Phils.